Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Gucci, everybody. This is Ify Wadiwe here for Nerdificent. And sitting across from me, as always, is my co-host. Danny Fernandez. Mm-hmm. I love that you timed that perfectly with taking a sip. Oh, yeah. You know, you that's... know you could tell because you could hear your... Like at the, <laughs> and per, you're like held it up to your lips, and my co-host takes sip. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you get become Hydrated. a professional <laughs> podcaster is when you know when to time those. Sips. You have two Lacroix, not even yeah. one. You have one and then em. another. I but know they're I'm like here's the thing though, they're sparkling, and if you hold them up too close to the mic. It's going to be like the snap, crackle, pop. Oh, you know, that, that like bubbliness? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I drink off mic, you know, and then swing back over here. What we need is more sponsors, I feel, because all we do is talk about the food that we're mm-hmm. eating and the pe- the protein shakes that we're drinking. Well, don't, don't, don't worry. They'll be rolling in soon enough once they I hear this I still want our hot, lambskin hot condoms. What happened with that? I don't know. Did we, did we ever did do we that? Did we get? Oh, no. We okay. weren't. We can up it. We can up our spice factor. Yeah. Okay, in order. Real spicy. Yeah. Today on the show, yeah. We're tackling something that was really important to Iffy and I that I think since we started this podcast, we really wanted to tackle, but wanted to make sure that we heavily researched it so that we could cover our bases. Because I feel like you and I are on the same page as far as oh, this yeah. discussion. But we want to make sure that we're having an open discussion. Well, it's funny because I have a long history. I've actually wrote two separate essays about this topic because uh, in high school when I had to write, when they would give you like, you know, a informational essay about something you care about. I've always been a big video game uh, gamer. Yeah. And I wrote two different essays about this. So, And it's funny because seeing it now, seeing it then, it's really just the same it argument is. That keeps getting proven, disproven, and then they keep kind of circling back to it. So much so that, and we'll get into this later, some some people who normally wouldn't agree with us has condemned uh, this being used as a scapegoat. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I, I guess we should say the title. I don't think we said it. Yes, we're talking about violence. <laughs> in video games. Yeah, we're talking about violence in video games. That's so fascinating, Ify, because you know something that's really close to me that I did a research paper on in college was about porn. Oh. And that's so funny because if you follow me, you know that I, which maybe we'll be able to tackle. I don't know what it all we're allowed to tackle with our ratings uh, and our sponsors on here, but um, I'm pro-porn. I'm sex positive, and so I wrote a paper on that and then I've definitely tweeted about it at now being in my 30s and actually had some Cal State students hit me up about it asking me to come on and speak as a woman that is pro-porn but same thing a lot the same arguments are still there as well so anyways uh, we both have a past with writing research papers (laughs) on some of these topics that are apparently ruining our children yeah yeah, so Ivy, why don't you talk to us about like the history of when 
this kind of yeah. got started. Yeah, so the, the scapegoating video games, and it goes as far back as the 70s, and it starts with uh, a 70s game called Death Race. But that really is just more so just the kind of overall social panic about violent video games, and that's kind of where we'll start. But I think the most significant kind of outrage came with Mortal Kombat, because uh, what happened after the release of Mortal Kombat kind of changed gaming forever because it led to the creation of the ESRB, which is the Entertainment Software Rating Board, which is something that kind of started when they figured that, all right, people are going to want their bad games. It was kind of a fight back and forth. And really, it starts with Mortal Kombat. The arcade fighting game was the first title to receive a mature rating, and along with Night Trap, which we'll talk about a little more because that one is very interesting, was responsible for the chain of events that led to the establishment of the ESRB. U.S. Senator Joseph Lieberman came across Mortal Kombat almost by happenstance, but he instantly recognized what he called quote-unquote, incredibly violent content. Yeah, so his quote was, we're talking about video games that glorify violence and teach children to enjoy inflicting the most gruesome forms of cruelty imaginable. Um, And that is what led to the game industry founding the ESRB to regulate its own content. Yeah, yeah. And at first, you know, before all that, Sega tried implementing its own voluntary rating system. It was called the Video Game Rating Council, and it would largely rate games released for its own consoles. And Mortal Kombat and Night Trap were rated M13 and M17 on Sega's scale, respectively. During the hearings, Howard Lincoln and Bill White, the chairman of Nintendo and Sega's U.S. divisions, respectively, attacked each other's stance on, like, the objectionable content in video games. Mm -hmm. And Lincoln condemned Sega for even releasing Night Trap and felt it simply has no place in our society. Now, let's talk about Night Trap because Night Trap is very funny uh, because looking back on it now, everyone's so confused. But Night Night Trap was this game that used uh, full motion video. The shortened version is FMV. And it was a game where you were control. You had cameras during this kind of like slumber party and all these girls were getting like captured and attacked but you can set traps to stop the the attackers and like there's one scene where she's like in a towel like you know just your typical tv towel where it's Mm -hmm. like over your breast and everything but they just were so blown away they they just felt it was too sexual and and too violent ify i do want to say the thing that strikes me the most about that end of that sentence was that it has no what was the quote it has no place in society, oh, yeah. simply has no place in our society. <clears throat> this is something that we will see again and again as far as the argument against video games that no one seems to be addressing to television and film. Yeah. That it appears these arguments continue that it is okay for movies to be extremely violent, but when video games do it, they're not. And so. You know, a lot of the argument I feel like is, and I'm going to watch this, but a lot of the argument I feel like is that as an art form, which which I think a lot of video game developers, especially early on, would consider a lot of what they do as art, yeah. um, that is an expression of art, is an expression of creativity, that they are regulated much more heavier and blamed, essentially, for a lot of things in a way that television and film is not. That's so true. And I think it is, it comes from the same place, uh a lot of times this kind of like shocked, you know, reaction comes from is where's the assumption that video games are for kids. But on this uh, ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, they have like a great PDF that gives you like the essential facts about games and video, uh, about games and violence. And we will be including these in the footnotes. But the average game player age is 35, and the a- average game buyer age is 36. Yeah, who can buy games? Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, yeah, people have their parents, but adults with disposable income, like you said, I mean, most of our friends are gamers. Yeah. I'm now watching this Night Trap, which is so weird because you are essentially rescued. It's not anything I would feel that's too, too different from a superhero scenario where you're rescuing a damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, which I saw with a lot of these that were, I mean, granted she's in a nightgown, but I mean, other than that, which I've seen hundreds of times in film, at least. I mean, if we're talking Jason, you're seeing full on boobies. 
So, yeah, it, it is this double standard, and I think it does come from the assumption that this is for kids. And it's interesting, too, because we're going to notice a flip when we come close to our generation in the approach in this. Because this is very much coming from the place of trying to protect our kids from seeing these things. Nowadays, it's more so being blamed. Yes. It's, it's, less, it's less of like, our kids shouldn't see this. It's because our kids are doing this and not guns. It's, it's a scapegoat for the most uh, truest sense of the word. Yeah, I did want to read um, this amazing quote from James Ivory at Virginia Tech, uh, where he said, racial prejudice about violence lead us to seek external explanations when white kids commit crimes. So therefore, if an African-American youth commits a horrific act of violence, it is because he is full of rage or hatred. But when a nice, in quotes, white kid shoots up a school, he must have been brainwashed or under the corrupting influence of something outside himself, something like video games. Yeah. That's wild. We don't see that argument in the media the way that it is perpetuated continuously with the recent shootings that we and going back all the way to the 90s. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And speaking of the 90s, Sega's rating system basically did not please Lieberman and he did not believe these systems were sufficient as a as because it seems like everyone was kind of taking Sega's route and trying to start making their own age-based rating system, but Lieberman wasn't feeling it. And in February 1994, he threatened to propose a creation of a federal commission for regulating and rating games. So with the threat of federal regulations, a group of major video game developers and publishers, including Acclaim Entertainment and Electronic Arts, EA, this is before we've grown to hate them, uh, <laughs> along with Nintendo and Sega, formed a political trade group known as the Interactive Digital Software Association in April 1994, with a goal to create a self-regulatory framework for assessing and rating video games. And and while Sega kind of tried to get people on the side of their VRC rating system, Nintendo representatives objected to the idea because they didn't want to associate themselves <laughs> with the work of a main competitor. Because even though this is all political, business is still business. So instead, a vendor-neutral rating system known as the Entertainment Software Rating Board, ESRB, was developed. And the formation of the ESRB was officially announced to Congress on July 29, 1994. And it was officially launched in September 16th of 1994. And its system consisted of five age-based ratings, which we're very familiar with. Early childhood, kids to adults, renamed everyone in 1998 and teen mature and adults only now something about adults only which because some people may not be aware most gamers usually are actually nowadays i'm not so sure because adults only basically is a death sentence for your game you got rated and what that means is that vendors will not carry your game but you can still purchase it online so that's that's the tricky thing. I feel like it. that's the same with uh, movies as yeah. well. The like NC-17. Uh-huh. You, yeah. You, yeah, you won't be able to see it in many theaters. Right, yeah. Um, so the debate actually over brutality and bloodshed in video games goes all the way back to the 70s, if we were going to take it all the way back be- with an arcade game called Death Race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that drew a lot of public outrage. Um because it allowed players to run over enemies for points. Now we have Grand Theft Auto and, yeah. and other things, but yeah, that was it was happening all the way back in the 70s. It's yeah. really fascinating to me because in a lot of the research that we scoured through when going over this topic was fascinating what's known as the Goldilocks effect. Do you know what that is, no. Iffy? So essentially it's where every generation thinks that the next generation is more wild or violent than when they grew up. Mm-hmm. So the generation before us, people often think is too conservative. They didn't understand. They don't understand our art and our music. Uh, and then the generation in front of us is seen as being more wild, too violent, too sexually promiscuous. When you look back at the 60s and 70s and it's like, mm, really, though? Yeah. You know, because they had games like that. They had very <laughs> sexually promiscuous times. And I and I feel like but that's essentially the name of that effect is when you think or your parents generation thinks that their generation was the best. And it's these new up and coming generations that are promoting this. Yeah, but it but it just f- always finds a way to because I think it all started with just kind of like the idea of what may happen, especially with death race. And what I was going to say about death races, it's funny because you can feel its effect. Because one of the main things said about Grand Theft Auto is that you got 
got points for running people over, which isn't true in Grand Theft Auto. That's you, true. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can get money from people, but you're not being scored on it. But I think that's carryover from the description of Death Race because I remember my parents saying things like that, but that's not true. But let's fast forward uh, almost uh, six years later. So we're in 1993. Let's go into 1999, uh, which we're very familiar, if you're not, was one of our I don't want to say first, but I definitely know our generation's one of our earliest memories of a mass shooting, which was Columbine. Uh, two teenagers killed 12 of their peers and a teacher at Columbine High in 1999. And it was widely reported that they played the shooter game Doom. Mm-hmm. And that was, and they were, so right away, just already scapegoating that, not the fact that they were able to get access to so many weapons to bring to school, but it was the game that did it. It wasn't, you know? Yeah, it was one of the most prominent times that I feel like a video game was blamed for a mass shooting. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because just like I was saying about Death Race being just kind of carryover, I didn't even know about Doom. What was said around, you know, with my parents and and, and the people I spoke to was that it was Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike was what oh, made them right, do it. right, right. And I, I, we specifically weren't able to play Counter-Strike in my high school because of that. So it's so funny that it's just any game with guns and shooting, that's what's training us. But that's really not the case. Yeah, actually, after Columbine, the number of published research articles examining video games increased nearly 300%. Wow. So less than a month after the shooting, the former House Speaker, uh, Republican Newt Gingrich, said that Hollywood and computerized games have undermined the core values of civility. Yeah. And and there's one little sidebar I want to do while we talk about this, because I feel like when you hear us have this conversation, a lot of people may be thinking like, oh, man, yeah, the Republicans are trying to like use a scapegoat. They're trying to do this. But actually, back when uh, our man's Lieberman, he was actually a Democrat. Joseph Lieberman was a Democrat. And we're going to see some familiar names that kind of held the charge against this because Bill Clinton asked the federal government to look into whether media companies, including video game industries, were marketing violent content to young people. So it wasn't just a Republican thing. All the politicians were on board on this like panic of like video games making people violent. That was it was a panic. Yeah. Actually uh US Senator Hillary Clinton introduced the Family Entertainment Protection Act that was in two thousand and five. That actually didn't Passed. Yeah. So Clinton's bill never made it out of the committee. And in 2011, Mm -hmm. the United States Supreme Court ruled that all such legislation was unconstitutional and that research evidence could not support claims that it was necessary. The court declared that video games are art and that if they are sometimes violent, this is no different from literature, film or even fairy tales. That is what I think is one of the most what we were talking about earlier. One of the most fascinating aspects of this is that we are so set on. On restricting, censoring, and blaming video games for the violence as opposed to other media forms that are equally, if not more, violent. That ruling was 2011 Brown versus Entertainment Merchants Association, which uh, considered whether regulation of violent games was constitutional. And they actually referred to several decades of accumulated research in the court. The Supreme Court said these studies have been rejected by every court to consider them and with good reason going on to discuss how little such studies told us about the real world. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the late Justice Anton, uh, the late Justice Antonin Scalia, who is a typically right-leaning justice, said that video games deserve the First Amendment protection. And he also cast doubt on the idea that violent games would cause real-world acts of aggression. And like Danny said, it was through all of the decades of research, because we have been researching it, and it has been coming back false, that this is not, this does not result in violence, yet we still somehow keep bringing it up, even though there's fact after fact. So maybe this is one of the, like, earlier kind of forms of where facts are given, and just not... You need something to place the blame. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to bring up one more report, which was by the American um, Psychological Association, Mm -hmm. the APA. And they said, and I felt like this is really kind of what narrows it down and, and how... Yeah, I feel like this is what really narrows it down, is no single risk factor consistent consistently leads a person to act aggressively or violently their report said rather it is the accumulation 
of risk factors that tends to lead to aggressive or violent behavior. Yeah, like uh, the it's research... almost like access to guns, toxic masculinity. <laughs> right. The research reviewed here demonstrates the violent video game use is just one such factor. So if you were, were to look at some of the – because they have said, well, these school shooters played this video game. But they're not looking at all of the other risk factors and all of the other factors – that might have led them to commit the crimes that they did. Instead, they yeah. need something to blame it on, and that thing is video games. 100%. And we actually have lots of studies, and also we want to talk about the most recent use of scapegoating uh, here, but we'll just get into that after the break. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, and welcome back to Nerdificent. We are talking about violence and video games, going down the history of it, talking about all the studies, the strike down, whatever, just so much info, just disproving this. But we have it here all in one place for you. Uh, but Danny wanted to uh, wanted to say something up top. Yeah, that uh, APA uh, study that we were talking about, the American Psychological Association, so they had actually looked at four meta-analysis that reviewed more than 150 research reports published before 2009. And then of the ones published between 2009 and 2013, they looked at 170 articles to come up with their research. And again, it said, while there's some variation among the individual studies, a strong and consistent general pattern has emerged from many years of research that provides confidence in our general conclusions. As with most areas of science, and the picture presented by this research is more complex than it usually include in news coverage and other information prepared for the general public. So that's another sector of it, is what the media decides to latch on. What is shown is like they played video games. Yeah. Or they played violent video games. Yeah, which and they're is- not looking at the full picture yeah well because that's such a simple yeah of course they played video games because everyone their age plays video games that isn't you know shocking and it's funny because you would think after you know that huge study and even scalia kind of like shutting it down it would end but most recently trump you went ahead and said that video games, the video games, the movies, the interactive stuff is, is so violent. He went ahead and said that, and it kind of reignited this dead argument. Because at this point, it is officially dead. I feel like it's reached 
as no, high as the Supreme Court. No, it's not. I mean, it's alive, but it's you're beating a dead horse that is is not true. It is like it's having that Berenstein Bears argument. We've oh, already proved. <laughs> we already proved to you wow. that the name was what it was. That's what and you we're compared this going, to. Yeah, that's what okay. it feels like. I need to tell you something. Did you see on the White House YouTube? channel which if you didn't know the white house has a youtube channel they have something they have a video up that's titled violence in video games it has um over a million views uh iffy i will show it to you it is literally there's no introduction to it (laughs) it is just the most not the most but it is just violent excerpts taken from video games of yeah. people like hitting each other with hatches yeah. or or shooting someone in their some uh, pretty pre- prolific scenes in video games cuz these are some games I've played and it and they real it is funny they got Dead by Daylight which is a horror game where you play a slasher it really is like spe- But there's no introduction there's literally nothing that that introduces this this video, it just is on their YouTube page with clips of violent, yeah. you know, violent particular points in video yeah, games. Yeah, they're taking old games. They took the extremely controversial No Russian, and it was the scene where you're, you literally go and do a mass shooting. Like, that is the scene. In the context of the story, it makes sense. And actually, as the player, you do have the option to not shoot anyone. You actually get an achievement if you do that whole episode and shoot no one here's I mean, that whole uh, yeah level. it's fascinating one of the comments that has over 2,000 likes says i mean some of those clips you showed are unplayable cutscenes, so shouldn't you therefore be making the same argument against movies and television yeah um, i think that's the same thing and i do want to point out that the first half of that video no one was using guns. <laughs> it was all just axes right. and throwing knives. Like <laughs> it was no real. Like I think two people got shot, and the rest were with other weapons other than guns. So you're just taking oh, the, the somebody smoke else, out of your own. Uh, somebody else said, "I play a lot of fantasy games, and for that reason, am planning to tame and ride a dragon." You know, I'm not trying to necessarily make fun of people who are concerned about violence in video games. But, but I, I do want to say it is dangerous. It is dangerous that when we have went through the proper means and the courts, your own justice, the one who is on the side of the Republicans has doesn't agree with, doesn't agree yeah. with you. And you go and you post that like that is that is all, dangerous. It is on propaganda. the White House, on the White House, yeah, channel. I agree. And with no explanation, I feel like that's another, like. It's irresponsible is exactly what it is. It's ir- irresponsible and it's denying all the work that everyone has done and all the facts that are out there that proves this is just not true. I do want to play this clip from the Daily Zeitgeist because I feel like, you know, they they have a fun way. Daily Zeitgeist, another show on the How Stuff Works Network. Uh, we're going to have to bleep a lot of it because they are some potty mouths. You know, when I'm on there, I never cuss. I don't cuss in my whole oh, life. I cuss so uh, much. <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of, I feel like instead of kind of repeating what has happened and what has said during the recent shootings, it'd be good to just kind of give you you all just a clip. And, you know, if you don't already listen to the Daily Zeitgeist, hopefully this will make you want to go peep those guys out. You know, me and Danny have both been on it. Talking point, it seemed like, on all the Sunday shows because the NRA had to get all their people out to start spinning this recent shooting to be anything but the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed to be mostly video games and movies now was like the... I guess scapegoat du jour and Ritalin and Ritalin. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the first up, a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Ollie North, who is the new NRA president and OG gun smuggler of America. Mm -hmm. He went on uh, Fox and yeah, blamed Ritalin and a bunch of others. Check out this explanation. We're trying like the Dickens to treat the symptom without treating the disease. And, And the disease in this case, isn't the second amendment. The disease is youngsters who are steeped in a, in a culture of violence. Uh, they've been drugged in many cases. Nearly all of these perpetrators are male, and, and they're young teenagers in most cases. And they've come through a culture where violence is commonplace. All we need to do is turn on the TV, go to a movie. If you look at what has happened to the young people, many of these young boys have been on Ritalin since they were in kindergarten. Huh? That's such a hard left on, like, it's like he even 
started like making a good point of like all these young shooters are male all these young like right that there could be a discussion about what toxic but, masculinity is and things like that right but then it turns into a ritalin, ritalin. <laughs> so yeah so like they mm-hmm. at this point and i think hearing that also lets you know that it really isn't video games it really isn't what it really comes down to is anything but smarter gun control laws like that's what and it's so funny because no one i feel like a few people a few french people might have said ban all guns but no one is saying ban all guns what we're saying is make it harder to get these killing machines if he did you see that in our research there was a study they actually looked at where there are actually countries that play more video games than we do more violent video games than we do and they have less murder rates yeah. than we do. Oh, yeah. As, as a matter of fact, that clip that they played later in it, uh, the reporter follows up with, well, video games are worldwide and we're the only country with this many mass shootings. And, you know, he does whatever. But, 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 but it's true. You're very right. Video games are accessible everywhere. There are countries like I know the two uh, that that have more video game play than than us and, and violent video games as well uh, is Japan and South Korea. And they yeah. are actually lower than we are in homicide. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to say. Like, just to take a dip back into the esports hat for all my people who listen to those episodes. Just like we said on that episode, those countries kind of dominate the esports circuit because of their yes. culture of accepting video games. The reason, you know, North American esports teams have such a hard time is because it's just now being known that you can actually be a, 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 a esports athlete, that you can actually make money for this. You know, our parents weren't letting us play games willy-nilly but you do have these countries like japan and south korea that has embraced that culture and actually has has been pushing forward in strides in esports and yeah they're not having the same issues it's more and more apparent that it's being used as scapegoating and like we said it isn't necessarily but ban all guns it's also but i think this is a heavily high stakes issue and debate for people that are just like oh well it's just a rating thing no this actually influences court decisions about what kinds of media is censored and regulated as well as it's led to people being sentenced to jail you know it can it can affect people's livelihoods based on the testimony of video game scholars if they think that your game is the reason why a kid killed somebody if they can properly blame you for it, that's terrifying. And the fact that the White House has a video up on their YouTube channel saying, this is violence in video games, this is why your kids are shooting up people, that is terrifying. That has real world life effects. And especially for game developers. Oh yeah, 100%. It's just, we can go through so many, as you heard, there's like hundreds of, of research done and we can go through it's just so much, but we'll just, we'll just pop into something. Like, there's one on Silence Daily uh, that was uh, from March 8th of uh, 2017, showing that violent video games found not to affect empathy. Study finds no link between long-term playing of violent video games and changes in empathetic neural responses. So even when we jack into the brain and really kind of see what it's doing, we find that it does not have an effect. And actually, was Danny saying it, or it might have been in in this episode of the daily zeitgeist where they mentioned that they actually found that it helps yes that when you're when you're violent and you play violent video games you're putting your outlet in the video games and not into the real world that was actually something that was addressed uh because of the two columbine shooters um this is from the fair observer so in the wake of the 12 murdered students, one murdered teacher and 21 injured at Columbine, they heavily blamed Doom because the two were fans of that game and violent video games in general. The truth was that in the years before the Columbine massacre, the perpetrators were less violent in their outward behavior in writing when they were allowed to express their rages in video games. Only after they were cut off from that outlet did they start planning the school attack. Yeah. This is just going on with their their yeah. article. You wouldn't have known this from watching the news. However, the media was more widely circulating the theories of moral crusader lawyer Jack Thompson, who was suing video game makers for liability in the deaths of three people in the Heath High School shooting, which was another shooting that took place. Yeah. I don't want to just do the 
studies that prove our point. I also want to tackle studies that go against us and we can point out why they're wrong as well. For example, this Sage study says that violent video games are turning gamers into deadly shooters. And it was uh, due to a research um, <laughs> that they've done where they tested 151 college students by having them play different types of violent and nonviolent video games, including games with human targets in which players are rewarded for hitting the target's heads. After playing the game for only 20 minutes, participants shot 16 bullets from a realistic gun at a life-size human-shaped mannequin. Participants who played a violent shooting game using a pistol-shaped controller hit the mannequin 33% more than other participants did and hit the mannequin's head 99% more often. This is a good study, but it's also very tricky because the fact that you are a better shooter does not mean that you will go out and shoot that has nothing to do with the claim that video games themselves are going out and causing people to shoot yes if you play video games you will be a better shooter because video games build hand-eye coordination simple as that and you know yeah you'll learn that headshots are better <laughs> just from playing video games but it's one of those things where like this doesn't have to do with the case that you're making. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a lot of these, I feel like, uh, where they lack standardization, they lack measures of aggression. I feel like with some of these aggression ones, so a lot of the research studies that we were looking into didn't really have good means of calculating aggression yeah. if that makes sense it's like grabbing random people having them play for 20 minutes and then asking them questions but no i see what you mean where in, in even like even the subjects that they tackle are tricky like this study from the university of buffalo violent video games eventually use their ability to produce guilt in gamers and basically uh a new university at buffalo led study suggests that more responses produced by the initial exposure to a video game decreases as experience with the game develops and and the findings pro provide the first experimental evidence that repeatedly playing the same violent game reduces emotional responses like guilt. But it says not only to the original game, but to other violent video games as well. But that would make sense because you know it's a game. The, it's it's the same thing where yeah. if you were to watch if you were to watch a one of those maze games where you know that it'll show like the Exorcist face and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's going to stop being scary because you know it's coming. And right. the same thing with the video games. As a matter of fact, that's how people get good at video games because the initial shock and scare of someone popping out at you at corners and stuff is affecting your ability to be accurate. But that doesn't necessarily mean this research does not jump off from the page, but it it's, it's tricky in the sense where it just gives people who want to try and make this point just enough to try and make an argument out of it. Where it's like, yes, if I play Mortal Kombat and... I get served up in that and I start expecting Scorpion's like get over here chain. I may also be able to start expecting Hadoukens and Street Fighter. You're living on the same platform. You're not jumping off into real life. And it's it's these types of research that kind of give them fuel even though yeah. they're not really saying something. Yeah. I do want to go back to that huge APA study because I do want to point out they said uh, just to make sure that we're covering all of our sides, they did say that violent video gameplay is linked to increased aggression in players, but insufficient evidence exists about whether the link extends to criminal violence or delinquency. Mm. So they did say that it could possibly lead to aggressive behavior, and like you were saying, a uh, a decrease in sensitivity to aggression, but that doesn't correlate to criminal violence. Yeah, it even says it right there in the report. Right. So yeah, it seems like it. We keep dancing in this circle where people are just doing these studies and being and getting close, but finding there's no link. So I think from here on out, y'all doing these uh, these studies, try and find the link. Stop doing these half-baked ones. I, I mean, I don't want to say your research is half-baked. Y'all are working well, real hard Well, the, the thing, it. too, is that they would have to, if they would also have to follow these players for a large period of time. Yes. So it's not just these 20-minute little sessions or, or studies. That That's a huge problem with this, is that it's not heavily, these studies are so, they make it so difficult to standardize these tests, I feel like. And truly, if that's what they're trying to test for, they're making it very difficult yeah. and poor.
Like th these are poorly researched studies, I feel like, as far as the for those that are trying to link video games and violence. Yeah. You, you just can't have somebody sit down in a room for a few minutes and try and apply that to someone's whole life. I definitely get that. But uh, we'll, we'll lighten up a bit and we'll talk about some fun. Uh, well, they're not necessarily fun, but they are banned video games. And some of the reasons are understandable and some kind of crazy. But you'll get that right after this. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, I hope you enjoyed those messages because now we're back for a little more nerdificent. And we've been talking about violence in video games. We've broken down the studies, the scapegoating, and we've kind of just been real spicy this whole episode. So we wanted to, you know, touch on something lighter. But it, this it's is gonna, not lighter, Iffy. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, this, is, this, this first one isn't lighter, but it, 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 it eases out. But we're going to talk about some banned video games. And this isn't just in the U.S. These are banned, you know, all different places. Uh, and some of them you'll know why and some of them you won't uh the first game up is called rape lay rape yeah. lay yeah this actually came from geek.com and they and i just want to say just read what they said because it's perfect uh many of the games on this list were banned simply because of cultural misunderstandings but you can't say that for rape lay the insanely controversial game developed by japanese studio illusion was released in 2006 and almost immediately kicked off a firestorm of bad emotions. If you haven't heard of it, Rape Lay puts you in the shoes of a sexual predator and Jeez. tasks you with stalking and having sex with a mother and her two daughters by force. Needless to say, this is incredibly screwed up and not cool. Rape Lay was banned in multiple countries after release. It's illegal to sell in Argentina, Indonesia, and New Zealand. Here in the States, it received an adults-only rating, which meant that most retailers would not stock it, but you could still get it online. Mm. And this is where I want to talk about the other side of this, and we'll even get to this more. We do argue for artistic expression, and we mm -hmm. do argue that, you know, we need to stop trying to scapegoat video games. But when you have games like these, it does make it a lot harder. It does. I don't it's such I, difficult. Yeah, because I don't like this game. I don't see the purpose of it. I don't see anything fun about it. I don't. It's wild. And I did want. Um, yeah. So I. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to even have an excuse mm -hmm. for this. What I wanted to say is not necessarily as 
on the nose as Ray Play, but the other game that I was talking with you about right before we started was that Detroit Yes. One, you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, um, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, so Detroit Become Human, which is out on PlayStation. Yes. And you can watch the trailer for it, which is disturbing. So you are essentially playing an android woman mm-hmm. who is placed in the house of a violent abuser. It is very triggering for anyone that has experienced domestic abuse. You watch a dad uh, essentially beat and kill his daughter and you are given the option of stepping in it's violent and it's violent towards a young child a young girl and and uh, i feel like we already see so much of violence towards women in media um that i would say this is not necessary i do want to bring up what the creator of the game said with this it makes sense to me because with this one i this is something that is like the crux of video games because basically they the daughter just doesn't die the daughter dies if you don't step in so it's giving you the choice and i think just naturally as a game like without even knowing that i don't think a lot of people would have found out because we often step in as the heroes in video games because we have that freedom yeah but it is it is one of those things where it's like this being the clip that you show, it does like it's one of those things where it's like context is key. And when you when you just have this clip to show around, it gives the other side a chance to be like, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Just beating up a little girl and watching her be murdered. Yeah. So this is coming from Detroit's development chief, David Cage, had this to say. I tried to tell a story that matters to me that I find moving, interesting, and exciting. And my role as creator is to maybe deliver something that people don't expect. Would I be doing my job as a creator if I was making the game you want me to make? I don't think so. I'm creating something that I find moving and meaningful. And I think people should see the scene, play the game, and see it in context to really understand it. The rule I give myself is to never glorify violence, to never do anything gratuitous it has to have a purpose have a meaning and create something that is hopefully meaningful for people what i see in this as someone who has lived through domestic abuse i can understand that it could possibly be therapeutic in a way that you're allowed to step in and save someone when you might not have been able to step in for yourself or you might not have been able to step in if you watched your mom be beat or you watched like I can understand that argument of this game yeah. that that it wasn't just like oh watch this little girl be murdered yeah. but it gives you the opportunity to be a hero in times when you might not have been able to in your real life yeah. and I feel like that's what video games are a lot of the oh, time oh 100% and I feel like yeah that's that's what it comes down to I, there's like the level of like sometimes you got to give that context. I mean, I can understand someone just watching this and being like, what the heck? You know, but I, to go to, back to rape play, which was not yeah. the same because oh, in that no. one, you are put in the shoes of the, that is your task is to rape yes. these women, which is disgusting. In the Detroit one, it is you're actually tasked with saving the young girl. Yeah. Um, and granted it is difficult to watch, that being itself being a trigger, but that's not the goal is not uh, yeah. to harm her. I will say too, and this and we'll move to the next one after that because it gets just a little worse. Um, you said that these were fun, Izzy. It gets fun after these because I want I started off with wanting like, you know, banning at work and we're like, yeah, that should have been banned to like, oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, but there is something as someone who plays a lot of video games, there is something where you do get to step in in situations like that that really feels good because you do like the games have a way of just tugging on you in a way and making it feel so real that when like i feel like living in this current world where like you know bad people may not necessarily be paying for their this stuff that they're doing at least in video games they give us that chance yeah um so the next one we have up is Custer's Revenge. Yes. So for nearly as long as there have been video games, people have been trying to make them into porn. One of the most notorious smutty games of all time is Custer's Revenge, which hit uh, Atari 2600 in 1982. It was produced by Canoga Park, developer Mystique, who themselves were a subsidiary of an adult movie company. So the game cast the player as a horny general Custer with a pixelated boner who had to walk across the screen through a hail of arrows to pork a Native American woman tied to a pole. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. And if it had just been him with a pixelated boner, 
Not yeah. bad. Yeah, but also, also just a Native American woman tied to a Specifically, yes. Yeah, and especially specifically being tied to the genocide of right. Native Americans. So just just bad on bad And the bad gang rape bad. of Native American women. Yeah. Like, basically, several cities floated laws to, like, prohibit the game sale, but only one did, which was Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma actually passed a measure making sales of Custer's Revenge illegal within city limits. And, yeah, that's and that's it's just historically bad and tasteless and gross. And that was in this was in the 80s, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I think to just go back to your Goldilocks kind of statement, this idea that, you know, oh, yeah, that the you, games are worse now. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, they just didn't have the technology to look as good as it does now. But it, the same idea was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll move on to more fun ones, which is uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect, which some people are like, what? Because that is a beloved game and franchise that has done successful. What bandit? What? Huh? So Mass Effect, you play a customizable hero, and they can be male or female. And you can romance different people on your ship, on on your crew. And this was one of those games where, like, yeah, you were able to romance, you know, same sex, which is really cool and dope. And people loved it for it. Not Singapore. Uh, Singapore uh, banned it. And actually, it was originally because the game didn't have a proper video game rating system. Mm -hmm. And it made it uh, harder to judge. But um, the ban resulted in backlash and officials used the country's movie rating system instead, dubbing a Mass Effect an M18 and lifting the ban only a few days after settling it. So it's just one of those things where it, it was really bad, but then it turns out to be kind of uh, <laughs> just, a, just a whole wacky yeah. back and forth. God, yeah. And going in the another direction of just banning all violent video games, so Venezuela in 2009 leveled a ban on all violent video games and toys in an attempt to curb the nation's rising crime rates. Under the ban, selling violent games within the country could lead to a three to five year prison sentence. Meanwhile, selling a real gun to a real minor can net a sentence as short as one year. Yeah. So so it just shows you just that once again, it, oh, Venezuela was hit by the same panic. This reminds me of the Tide Pods. Yeah. How quickly we jumped on banning and, and regulating Tide Pods. Oh, yeah. But not on other things that, that kill children. Yeah, um, no. Gotcha. We do have one other game, which mm -hmm. is a really awful, tasteless, horrible POS. That's what I'm allowed to say on here, which is called Active Shooter. Um, and Ify, I don't know if you saw this game, but it is a shooting simulation game in a school. And it hasn't dropped yet, but it is dropping, I believe, June 6th on Steam, which if you don't know Steam, that is a platform where you can pay essentially to play video games. I think it's like between- It's basically the PC gaming marketplace. Yes, so it's um, the game The game coming out will be between five to $10, and you are a school shooter. Yeah, this is the thing I find with marketplace for Steam, because the, the Steam marketplace allows a lot of indie developers to try and make new games because, you know, it's a little easier to, you know, upload the file, sell it, and instead of, you know, paying for distribution and things that really only major AAA companies could do. What also happens, though, is you get shitty trolly games like this right. that pop up and we're just left to deal with it. But the community is really good at itself at at mm -hmm. kind of regulating because they have their own rating system within it. And there's no doubt in my mind that this is just going to just be thumbs down to hell. That's what I feel like this is exactly a trolling game. Oh, yeah, um, that's 100%. The game was developed by Revived Games and published by a Russian company called Acid. And, yeah, they plan to sell it between 5 to $10 on the Steam platform. Because of the outrage, which also involved the parents of the Parkland victims, which the fact that they have to even see this crap is upsetting itself. But the outrage from this game, like the amount of people condoning it, has already been pretty widespread to the point where Acid, the company, said the intense criticism of the game has made them reconsider whether to publish it with the option allowing gamers to assume the role of the shooter. Um, 
this is in quotes, I have wrote to Valve regarding this game and am waiting for a reply. After receiving such high amount of critics and hate, I will more likely remove the shooter's role in this game by the release unless if it can be kept as it is right now. That was the developer's response. Man, well... They also had, I wanted to say one thing, they had on the the game Steam page, it includes this statement, please do not take any of this seriously, this is only meant to be a simulation and nothing else, if you feel like hurting someone or people around you, please seek help from local psychiatrists or dial 911. Uh, And they also said a disclaimer on the preview of the game saying its content is not recommended for children. Yeah, no, that that just seems like it's just one of those. They they knew what they were doing. They they wanted the shock value. They felt that that might propel its game. They might get them a few bucks. And in the end, it's actually probably going to screw them. That was a dumb move. And I think that they're learning how dumb it was right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're getting towards the end. So let's just end this like we end most things. What do you think the future of this discussion will be? I honestly just see it getting worse. Because I I don't think that we are willing to reflect on the things that are causing these shootings and and gun violence. I think it's much easier to blame video games. And to blame video games when millions upon millions of people play them and have no uh, violent tendencies... It is also the argument that I would say I also have with porn as well, that so many of us can watch porn and can watch consensual porn and can, can partake in our sexual lives, consensually fantasies and things like that, and know that there is a difference. And to blame these forms of media instead of actually reflecting on the issues that we have in this country with access to guns and gun violence in general, because it's easier for us to blame video games. That to me is something that I will, I think we will continue to see. Yes. 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 Indeedy. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I feel like with the evolution of video games leading to VR, I feel like just people's distance from it, but seeing it from the outside is only going to make the argument just a little easier when they're like, they're in the simulation, they're simulating, shooting, of course they're going to be more violent. So, you know, all we got to do is keep fighting them with facts and then hope they land. And I think, you know, at the end of this episode, I feel like no matter how you feel about guns, no matter what you feel the solution is to gun violence, you can at least... After hearing this episode, no, it's not video games, and, well, and, and that's I all. Ho- that's all. Uh, that's all you really need to know. You know, it was really difficult when we said that we were going to tackle this because I had so much hesitation that no matter what, my inbox is going to be filled with people who don't agree. And so, what I would just encourage you is to be respectful. I would say I feel it's a really heated topic and I feel like if he and I we're here to listen but we're not here to take your abuse I mean by now y'all must already know you don't want no smoke with me so (laughs) I mean same I feel like same um my followers are really great in dragging people but um I'm here to listen in a respectful way. I'm not here to take your abuse because you're an anonymous person online that has no picture and because I do. And I don't even respond. If you ain't got a picture, that's the first requirement for me to even talk to you. Is if, if you if you got that little bird or whatever it is now. It's <laughs> your, your just a black and white egg. egg. No, it's a, a gray auto, egg. Yeah, auto mute. <laughs> like, it's a gray egg. Yeah, we should touch on this again iffy i definitely i don't know if we're allowed to do a porn one i am going to push on some platform here at how stuff works to do a porn episode because i feel like it's also something that gets blamed so heavily um for crimes and corrupting people when many of us that watch it are perfectly normal people because we get to get off and yeah. <laughs> we are happier people because of it but Indeed. um that is my that is my two cents. All right, where can people find you, Danny? I'm at you can't find me this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at ms Danny Fernandez. Uh, it's ms d a n i f e r n a n d e z. And yeah, I look forward to your respectful dissent. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm Ify Wadiwe, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you follow Nerdificent on Instagram, Twitter, and follow us on Facebook as well. Five-star review if you're loving it. Uh, and, you know, drop, you know, drop us a review. Shout at us. Tell us what you, what what you'd like us to talk about. We've been getting lots of suggestions, and we're gonna throw that right into the pot of things to dive into. Definitely want to give a shout out towards the end of this uh, episode to our researcher Christopher Hasiotis. Yeah, who went through so much. Of yeah, this. so much research. He also uh, did research for quite quite a few other episodes. Let me let me give him the shout out. Eve's jet coat. Christopher Hasiotis, thank you so much for that research work. Let's give a shout out to Zachary McKeever in the booth. Uh, sorry for blowing your ears out. I yelled it really loud. Super producer Anna holding it down for yes. us here. And uh, thanks for listening. Stay nerdy, y'all. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.